You are now tuned in to Saved and Woke. Hey everybody, I am here again with D-double-E, best known as DeAndre J. Yeah, and today we are here to discuss a topic or a phrase that I hear being thrown around a lot or used a lot and what I guess people think is an admirable way. Um, and what we're going to be talking about is colorblindness and whether or not it's really God's will. Like, does God really want us to be colorblind? Like, in God's plan of racial reconciliation, is colorblindness up in the mix? So, let's just get right into it. So, D, when I asked yeah. you about doing this episode and having this discussion, um, what was the first thing that popped into your mind? Well, I was excited to talk about this topic, first of all. Um, because anything about race relations, I love to facilitate dialogue about it. So when you brought up like the title, um, I was like, Ooh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> this is, this is, this is, this is, this is it right here. Cool. This is something that needs to be discussed. So, so yeah, like, I mean, Dee's pretty much excited about anything I decided to talk about, but <laughs> when I brought this one up, she was like, particularly hype about it so like why particularly this topic colorblindness well because of course we know like racial tensions are very 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 high especially at this point in time um with the domestic terrorism that's what i like to call police brutality because we need to address it at you know at a domestic level it's, it's, it's domestic that's what it is so yeah um and not only that, but um, I feel very strongly about um, the erasure of our culture as black people. Mm. Um, and so when I hear the term colorblindness, or, or, or when I hear people say, you know, I don't see color, that's what automatically comes to my mind. Like, you don't see me and all my beautifulness and not rich melanin i mean well okay I, I don't really have as much melanin as a lot of folks but it's there you see it like it's, it's there we wish okay? we wish we so wish. so like but you know i have family members you know like my, my family is black you know so when i hear you know those words i don't see color you know that it's like taking a stab at my family you know really like a stab at your family is that deep well, well to me personally, because it's like, like, like I said, the erasure of culture, ethnicity, the erasure of you. Yeah. Basically what makes you, you Yeah. got you, got you, got you. Yeah. Yeah. So apparently you think that, or what it sounds like you think color, colorblindness is a bad thing. Is that safe to say D? Very safe. Okay. So why because i mean again like there's so many different cultures that exist mm -hmm. on this earth so when i you know 
when I think of colorblindness, I think of uh, usually, generally, white people. Um, saying it, of course. Uh, now there have been some people who haven't been white that have said this. Some but, POCs. Oh. Yeah, it's like you know, it's a white supremacist ideology, or you know, or uh, a white supremacist mindset. Really? So people can like people with good intentions can talk about being colorblind but still be supporting a white supremacist ideology. Okay, we're gonna come back to that. <laughs> but I ask you all these questions and how we usually do things, I'll yeah, ask yeah, these yeah. some questions and then yeah, I'll give yeah. my response to right, those same right, questions. Right. So one of the first things I asked was, well, one thing I was like, so why is that a bad thing? And so first off, let me start. When I first started learning about racial reconciliation and just the the state of this nation in regards to race and ethnicity in the past, it seemed like, oh yeah, colorblindness. That seems like the, the a good thing to do. Um, but now, like as I've come and grown, grown it's, and come into more understanding. And just learn more about our history and learn more about just like active racial dynamics and what things really mean and how things mm -hmm. really play out. So like when people usually when I've heard people talk about colorblindness, it has been in response to a person of colors, um, I guess expression or them sharing their experience of racism mm -hmm. in the country and the person will be like oh well i'm colorblind as if that has like oh i'm colorblind so none of this none of this race stuff affects me so like, they're saying like again i'm not racist so and because like especially if it's like someone if it's someone in power like a supervisor a boss mm -hmm. or teacher or something like oh well since i am you know colorblind and everything here i've made sure everything in this little microcosm we got working around here is colorblind that doesn't that doesn't apply here and i mean as much as that might come from a potentially good place like that's just not the case like race is like it is a dynamic and a factor in pretty much in pretty much everything like i'm a proponent or a uh, i guess a believer in critical race theory and i'm not like a critical race theoriologist by any means but basically what it means is what i just said that race on some level it might not be the main thing but on mm -hmm. some level impacts basically everything in our society yeah. or even just in all of western culture or western society yeah even though it's a social construct it still plays a role in how we're viewed in society and you know case in point how we're treated cool yo i'm glad you brought it up so Dee just said that race is a social construct. What do you mean by that? Okay, so when I say that race is a social construct, it means that it is um, pretty much a structure that has been put in place um, to oftentimes separate or differentiate people. Differentiate. Yeah, 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 yeah. We help, yeah. We help yeah. each other. Look, I ain't gonna let you go down like that. Outside, <laughs> so I get my words. Hot, so, um, I was but yeah, to, yeah. 
So, you know, to differentiate um, different people, but um, it was only um, done in, here in America um, as far as like uh, the tallying of the census or whatever, because, you know, I was, I was a sociology major in college. So um, in one of my classes, we, we talked about this, how race was pretty much made up um, to uh, to like kind of get a head count of people like by and they use skin tone as one of the main as an identifier yeah, as an identifier race so yeah and just to add on to that i remember reading well first when the first time somebody told me that race was not real that and that race was a social construct like d just explained i was like no man like race is like a biological thing you know because people yeah if people if you have if you have brown skin and you got uh wide nose or big nose you got curly hair um then you probably are of african descent and if you're, if you're in america that means you're black and if you have um you know white skin uh slender nose and straight hair then you you white it's 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 it's, it's right. all it's all biology right. and then like in terms of like the social construct the, the definition well i don't really have a tight definition definition of social construct either but it's basically something that has not has not you know scientifically or objectively you can't be a, you can't be uh objective and like scientifically say oh this person is black this person is um white whatever there is like social identifiers that decide if you are considered white or black and sometimes you know um like hispanic asian or whatever just for for example like a lot of times when i was i went to a mostly uh, black school but whenever somebody was like really really smart they're like oh you're trying to be white now if a race is biological then how could anybody who was black ever try to be white like what does that mean yeah and there's no such thing as acting black or acting white. exactly there are, but there are these social identifiers that we have constructed into these racial identities yes so that's what we mean when we say that race is a social construct however just because we've established that race technically was never a real thing and was is something man-made that does not mean that we can just throw it away and act like it doesn't exist. Um, I was listening to my favorite podcast that I talk about all the time. Well, one of my favorite podcasts, The Jew 3 Project. And I can't remember who the person was, but I had never heard anybody express this so clearly, and I'm gonna do my best to paraphrase it today. Um, basically, they were saying that all the, just because race is was made up, does, um, not mean we can throw it away like I just said, but they were saying like just like we have natural materials like silk and cotton that we can wear and interact with and work with, there's also man-made fabrics. There's also man-made fibers like polyester. Mm -hmm. um, and although polyester is man-made, we can't act like it doesn't exist because it does exist. It's here. We can wear it. We can work with it. And we can interact with it. Um, and so... Race, man-made, yes, but it's been here for a while, and like I said, it affects every interaction, every facet of society. Anything you do, race 
is involved, even if everyone in the room is of the same race, race is involved. You might not be aware of it, and it might not be the number one thing, the number, uh, the, the number one factor affecting everything, but it's involved. And so to act like it doesn't exist, even if you have quote unquote good intentions, it's not, that's not the, that's not the move. Yeah, it is the correct way to go about it. Exactly. In most cases. So, maybe some of you all have already heard, but, I mean, amidst my, my, uh, my rants just now against colorblindness, there was like this underlying understanding of like what you might call good intentions on the people who say or are proponents of colorblindness or saying like they don't see color. So like, of course, what we describe as, as colorblindness of like the erasure of culture and just ignoring the history of this nation are bad things so like good intentions like is mean that people are trying to do something good by preaching colorblindness so d what do you, what do you think they are trying to do are there what, what are they trying to really say when they say that they're colorblind well to me when i hear you know the attempts made you know as to um racial reconciliation in this case um the intentions i see them getting at are you know it doesn't matter what you look like i'm going to love on you mm -hmm. and so in in my eyes i'm just like well why don't you just say that instead of saying i don't see True. color because god gave us eyes he gave us those eyes to see color. I mean, y'all see the colors on my Rugrats shirt, right? Okay. And as you see, you know, there are many different races. You know, of course, you know, shout out my girl, Susan Carmichael. Oh anyway, <laughs> but case in point, you know, why, why, why don't you just say that? Just say. Just you know, say what you really mean? Yeah, well, yeah just say, you know, it's, it doesn't matter how, you know, it doesn't matter how you look. It doesn't matter what race you are, I'm going to love on you because that is the Christ thing to do. Yeah. It's that simple. Yeah. I agree. I agree. I feel like people are, when they talk about being colorblind, they are kind of just trying to, they're overcorrecting, I guess, in terms of like, you know, back during Jim Crow, you know, there were laws that only affected people that they benefited certain people because of their race and oppressed and marginalized other people because of the race and pretty much every decision determining someone's worth was based off of how they looked and so i think when people are talking about being colorblind they're just like okay well although they, they used to make decisions um about people and about communities based off of their appearance so i'm just going to pretend i don't see it at all so i can treat everybody the same yeah. and i think that's like i said comes from a good place yeah. but i feel like what should happen is like you should see my brown skin you should see my curly mm -hmm. hair mm -hmm. and see mm -hmm. my my wide nose yeah. and still look at me and be like yo wow that's a that's another 
that's another human. And then for Christians, well, yo, that's somebody who's made in the image of God. Yeah. I love you. And if they're saved, Absolutely. my brother, sister in Christ, I love you. I yeah. see you. I, you're black and I love you. Yeah, so you're, you're Hispanic. I love you. You're Asian. I love you. You're Polynesian. I love you. All right. Like we can see color. We can see here. We can be aware of culture and ethnicity yes. and, and still love one another. We don't have to just completely erase it. And I really feel like yeah. that racism is definitely from the enemy. And I feel like even that, that, that color blindness is like the enemy just trying to use, trying to warp people's good intentions. Because like mm -hmm. you said, mm -hmm. God created race well god created color and everything that we that everything that we can see and of course yeah. the devil hates all of that so he wants you to yeah. do away with it whatever way you can even if you're trying to be nice he wants to he wants to twist it yeah and to, it. to yeah he wants to pervert it yeah. to to accomplish something that's not in the will of god so we just want you like Go ahead, D. I'm, I was about to go off. Go <laughs> so, well, what I was going to say was, you know, so when people say, I don't see color, they're basically saying that they don't see the discrimination that black people and people of color have faced. Yeah, that's what I was getting at you earlier. Know? Like, pretend like, okay, I don't see color, so we're just going to pretend that racism like, stops it, at it this door. It, it might exist outside, exist. or maybe if they acknowledge that, it might have existed back in the 20s and 30s and all that but it doesn't exist yeah. right now because yeah. I'm colorblind and white people who say that they don't realize it when they're saying it but they're speaking from a place of privilege true you know and so for those who don't know what white privilege is um it's basically having access to different things and different environments and different spaces without having to worry about uh the color of your skin being a factor as to you having access to those things. Yeah, and well, another clarification about white privilege, a lot of people get offended when they hear the term white privilege or any sort of privilege like male privilege, mm -hmm. um, Absolutely. anything like that. But privilege, saying that you have privilege is not us saying or not anybody saying that you've never had any difficulties, you never faced any challenges or you didn't have a hard life. In terms of white privilege, what that means is if you did have some difficulties, if you didn't have to overcome some obstacles, none of them had to do with the color of your skin. Exactly. And you had that privilege of not having to worry about your race. Right. You've had the privilege of um, of being, of um, walking around with like a, a race neutral mindset because mm -hmm. there's studies that mm -hmm. show that black people think about their race and people of color, people of color in general, think about their race all the time. Whereas most white people hardly ever think about their race because they don't have to. Um, it doesn't affect like their race doesn't negatively impact them. Um, so that's what we're talking about in terms of privilege and mm -hmm. white privilege yep. uh, specifically. Right. Um, and of course, we want to do away with that. Um, with all. With all like white privilege, male privilege, even. I would say like religious privilege because some people are treated better just because they are a part of a certain race. But we, as Christians, even if someone who doesn't believe like us, we should just believe, we should, you know, show it love to everybody equally. But that's getting kind of besides the point. We're talking about race and white privilege right now. And so, yeah, like when you are talking about colorblindness, you are just trying to 
even though you might not know it, you're just kind of holding on to that white privilege mm -hmm. and supporting uh, white, supremacist, white supremacist ideology, like yes. he told us Absolutely. earlier. Yeah. So yeah, so it's a lot. It's important. Um, that's why people don't like it. Uh, that's why I don't. I don't think it's the will of God. Definitely. Because, um, like we said, you know, God made us the way we are to be appreciated. Yes. Like when we when we see anything in this world, we're supposed to be like, wow, and we're supposed to give God glory. You should see my brown skin. You should give God glory. I should see you, whatever color you are, and yeah. give God glory. I should see the image of God in whoever you are. Yeah. Um, go ahead. So. Um, I actually thought about a conversation I had with one of my cousins and it just really sparked something in me. Um, we were just talking about, you know, discrimination and things like that. And she brought up a really good question. And the question was, what if God made us different shades, different hues in order to challenge us to love one another? Hmm. Never thought of it like that. That was pretty good. You should post that on Facebook. She never did, but <laughs> I mean, of course, you know, it, it just really had me to thinking. Uh, because, as you said earlier, we're made in the image of God. God doesn't make any mistakes when He creates us, so God intentionally made our skin darker you know or made white people's skin lighter or everybody else's skin the way that it is so it just brings about the the question like why does discrimination exist you know and at least for me it does and it's like you know what if we it, 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 just, it just makes me think about um, what if we didn't have mirrors? Mirrors? Yeah, mirrors. Because, I, well, I say mirrors specifically because, like... Or what if you couldn't see how you look, basically? Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, I mean, other people can see yeah, people. how we look. And, I mean, would that stop discrimination? Probably not. But, I guess what I'm trying to say is with the whole mirrors thing is that you know, we wouldn't, the only way we'd be able to look at ourselves is, of course, like looking at our arms and our legs, but not really seeing ourselves with our okay. eyes and then in, internalizing, you know, yeah, that, yeah. that hate. Yeah, I mean, I think, I get what you're saying. Well, first, I don't think um, just being able to see how you look will automatically make you hate people that look differently. I think you have to be taught that, and we are taught that. Um, even black people are even yeah, black people, all people of color are taught to and programmed to think poorly of people who look like them. Um, but in terms of like why there's discrimination here, I mean, discrimination is not the will of God, and because you know because of the fall of man um, in the in the Garden of Eden, like Adam just opened up the world for every form of evil to enter, and of course, discrimination is one thing that has always existed but in in america right now we're grappling with like racial discrimination and i feel like if we can be taught 
to hate, then we can unteach ourselves to hate or we can teach ourselves to love. Mm -hmm. Not in spite of color, but we can see color and appreciate the person who's who is behind it, who's in that body. Um, And OD, you said you had earlier, you said you had an example of somebody who who was doing that. So it's not just theoretical, like people actually out here doing this. Oh, like actually using their privilege. Uh, well, well just yeah well yeah one using their privilege to you know, I guess get the word out but also like just seeing somebody of a different race acknowledging that they're a different race oh, yeah. and also, but still being yeah. able to affirm their humanity and even and celebrate them as a yeah. person yeah so as you may or may not know as of recently um, we just had another act of domestic terrorism enacted um, on a young uh, black lady named Naya Wilson um, and so Anne Hathaway, like I, I just love her for this. Um, she actually, you know, expressed her sympathy um, towards uh, this happening. And even within that, uh, she she did it on social media. She did it on Instagram specifically, um, but she also challenged challenged her fellow um, white counterparts and uh, said like, you know, we can't ignore this. This is happening. This is a heart issue. Like we must, we must check ourselves, not only in our privilege but uh, in our hearts. Yeah, and the main thing that I thought was cool was that she just, she was like, she was, she said, Nia Wilson was a black woman. She was a daughter. She was a loved mm-hmm. one. And she was just, mm-hmm. she listed yes, yeah, she was black, and then listed everything else about her. So it's possible. And she's like, I mean, like Anne Hathaway, don't think she's safe, but. That was the example that popped up, especially yeah. since, like, what's going on with Nia Wilson. So, what happened to Nia Wilson is so current right now, so mm-hmm. relevant. Yeah. Um, so, you can help. You can run to the aid and support of your brothers and sisters who happen to be people of color without trying to pretend like you can't see okay um but as believers because we grow up in this society that trains you to to look at to it trains you to have racial bias against people of color we have to be mindful we have to be intentional and we have to depend on god to um help us live out the live out the word and the scripture that comes to mind is Romans 12 and 1, which says, Be not conformed to this world. And this world that we live in makes decisions and uh, uh, ascribes value to people based off the color of their, of their skin or other fact, or other features, other socially constructed identifiers about them. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can have all the knowledge you want to and you can have the best intentions um, and, you know, there are, like, like like we said, even Anne Hathaway, she's not a believer. But, of course, like the Holy Spirit for us believers is here to help us. God is here to help us. And so we're just, like we always do, we're going to go to God in prayer and ask for his power to come and give us, for his spirit to come and give us the power to do this. All right. Lord God, we thank you for... This conversation, we thank you for this platform, this podcast, this YouTube channel. Lord God, we just pray 
that blinders were taken off today, Lord God. We just command them in the name of Jesus that the blinders from the enemy, the lies from the enemy, and the lies that we have even told ourselves will be torn down in the name of Jesus. Open up people's minds. Open up people's hearts to the truth, Lord God. Show them where they have been wrong in terms of walking in racial bias and judging people by the color of their skin. And even in if they were trying to write that, show them how they have been wrong in trying to write write that issue, Lord yes. God. And empower them, show them, guide them, show them your will um, in terms of racial reconciliation, Lord God. Um, uh, empower them to do to do that good work, Lord God. Empower them, one, to, to acknowledge that your son Jesus is Lord, to believe in his finished work, to be saved, to accept your yes. Holy Spirit, Lord God, and to live righteously, to seek first the kingdom of God and your righteousness, Lord. Because, of course, Racial reconciliation is part of your will. It's gonna. It's, it's in the kingdom of God. Yes. Help them seek the kingdom. Yes. And, and then all these other things will come, including racial reconciliation. We just declare that it is done in Jesus' name. And Lord, just let your truth be revealed as a result of what we've discussed today. Let, uh, as my brother said, let the scales be removed from their eyes, Father God. Mm -hmm. uh, just open up the eyes and the hearts of your people, Lord, yes. to... Um, to receive this, uh, this dialogue and let it create more dialogue for other people um, in the body of Christ, not just uh, locally, but just everywhere, Father God, um, even on a global scale, Father God, because believe it or not, uh, colorism and everything related to uh, race relations, is it happens on a global scale, but it is predominantly uh, prevalent here in American society, Father God. So, Lord, we just thank you, Lord, for uh, this message just transcending and uh, reaching to all the nations, Father God. And um, even giving uh, other nations a, a, a better perspective of how we are challenging others to love here in America, Father God. And that uh, these people in other nations follow suit, Father God. So, Lord, we just thank you. Uh, for the dialogue that uh, you have presented in our hearts for us to facilitate because we, we can't do this without you. You you put the thoughts in our hearts mm -hmm. and, and in our minds for us uh, to speak about. So we just thank you, Lord, for even bringing this up for discussion, Father God. And we just thank you, Lord, for your grace and your mercy and your peace uh, and, and letting that cover everybody that watches this show or listens to this show, Father God, on a regular basis. And, and Lord, just help us to love one another uh, in spite of uh, what we see um, in the natural and in the spiritual. We thank you, Lord. We honor you and we praise you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. In Jesus' precious name we pray. Amen. All right. Thank you all. Um, before we head out, D, yeah. tell people how to keep in touch with you. Yeah, so uh, um, your girl has... Uh, some new social media sites. I just launched my professional pages, y'all. Woo woo! Just you know, taking steps. Moves being made. <laughs> taking steps, and you know, uh, just walking in peace as I take those steps. So you can now like me on Facebook at Deandra J, and you can also now follow me on both Instagram and Twitter at I am Deandra J. That's I A M Deandra D E O N D R A J. Cool. Alright, D. Appreciate you. Appreciate you. Thank you for watching this episode of the Saved and Woke Podcast. Be sure to like, share, and subscribe. 
and sign up for notifications to keep up with all of our new content. As always, you can keep up with me personally at Mr. Underscore Save and Woke on Instagram and Twitter. And you can now keep up with the show on Instagram at Saved and Woke. That does it for today. Until next time, keep the faith and stay woke.